Just because you know you need to go somewhere doesn't mean that everything you did in the past was wrong. On the contrary, it's what brought you to where you are. This is the Alchemized Life Podcast, and I am your host, Ava Johanna. Transformational mentor, speaker, teacher, and most importantly, a woman on a mission to bring wellness to the world. This podcast was created to bridge the gap for anyone craving more love, health, and happiness in each and every day. And with every episode, you will receive practical guidance to create magic in your own life. Combining the expertise of wellness visionaries and thought leaders, each week we will bring it back to basics and provide you with the tools meant to empower you to thrive emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So together, let's ditch the mean girl, you can't sit with us vibes, grab your favorite yoga pants, and start to find your uniquely alchemized life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. We have a special episode this week with Nikki Novo. We actually recorded just a couple of weeks ago. So this episode is fresh off the press and I'm really excited for you guys to listen to it because we talk all about how you can really leverage your intuition and channeling in dating as well as just living a elevated life where you're super connected, super intuitive, and just like in the flow with universe and the guides that you have around around you, all of the support that's around you. And so it's a fun episode because I know how much you guys love to learn about channeling and really being able to harness your intuition and become more intuitive. I know that that's something that as I'll share in this episode, I was so interested in learning for so long. And I feel like over this past six months to a year, I've really taken time to dedicate myself to the practice and show up every single day because that's what it is. It's a practice and you have to show up every single day. And the world has just opened up for me in the most beautiful ways. So I am excited for you guys to listen. And she is a best-selling author. Her podcast as well, I love her podcast name. It's called The Final Swipe, but her book is also called The Final Swipe. And it's really all about healing your heart, finding your person and ending the dating cycle for good. So it was a number one dating book in Amazon, which is so cool. And she is a certified hypnotherapist. And Nikki and I did a session right, I think it was the day that I was supposed to leave for Bali. As you guys know, I didn't leave for Bali, but she did a session and um, what she had shared with me was that I was um, going to be like wandering around kind of like almost like road tripping and um, documenting my travels, which was so interesting because four days later I decided to go to Australia and I did my road trip. So um, it was fun talking to her, but we also dove into so much more stuff as far as my life, my career. Um, One of the things that I thought was really interesting was talking about timelines and free will, which is something that was brought up in my reading. And then I brought it up in this episode as well, because I think that often what can happen is we can go into these readings and, you know, really want to know the exact date that it's going to happen or how many months away it's going to be until we meet the one or, you know, we launch our business, whatever it might be. And um, I think she has a really beautiful perspective on this whole control around time because ultimately that's what it is. It's control. And so you guys are going to like that. Um, I'm currently sitting in Joshua Tree in an Airbnb, actually Pioneer Town. And I see no one around me, which is so wonderful. It's been very quiet here. The only sounds you can hear 
is really the wind. And so it's been very healing for me after spending last week in the city at my mom's house. Um, she listens to the news a lot or watches the news a lot and has friends over and, you know, just the older generation definitely has more hysteria and panic in their tone of voice as well as what, how they talk rightfully so with everything going on, but it definitely ended up taking a toll on me and I'm a projector in human design. So I just really like absorb and soak in everyone's energy. And so by the end of last week, I had this like big knot in my stomach and it was so uncomfortable um, because I'm not someone who really gets that anxious, but just recently, you know, I'm sure a lot of you listening as well have been very anxious. And so it was very healing for me to come out to Joshua Tree and to take a step away from the city and the news and everything and just be out in nature and hike. And Corey and I drove through the park and drank cappuccinos and I got to meditate and look at the stars. And I just feel like it was a great reset. And I am excited to continue integrating this feeling of calmness everywhere that I go, because ultimately we are the ones that get to bring this feeling of calmness with us. And yes, we can experience other people's energies and the energies of the world around us, but we're responsible first and foremost. And I've kind of been slowly reading through the untethered soul and the chapter that I just finished was all about making happiness a priority, paraphrasing in a terrible way. Um, But basically the question is, do you want to be happy? And is happiness your priority? Do you want to experience happiness for the rest of your life? And if the answer is yes, then that's your decision. And that's all that it is. It's reminding yourself in every single moment to choose happiness, even in the times when you feel tense, even in the times when there's struggle, even in the times when you get knocked down to just choose happiness over and over and over again, because that's truly how you find your way to bliss, to nirvana, to enlightenment. And so I um, have been reminding myself of that even in the times when the internet has gone out right before a call with a potential client um, or in the times when there's no creamer or coffee for a creamer for the coffee. Um, just reminding myself to stay happy and to stay grounded through it all because these are really when the tools that we all have are needed the most, you know, and I just want to empower you all to remember that you have such a incredible spiritual toolbox in front of you that you can use for yourself. You can use for those around you and now is the time to use it. You know, it's easy for us to use it when things are going good or when life is just, you know, so, so, and we're just like in routine, but when our routines get knocked off, that's when, that's when the tools of meditation and journaling and mindfulness and compassion and empathy and everything, you know, that we talk about on this, on this show, this is when, this is when it's needed the most, because the more that you stand in this space, the more you will add calming energy to everyone around you. And it really does become a ripple effect. You know, one smile goes, so far. So I want to remind you that you all have the power to choose your moods, to choose happiness, to choose love, to choose grace in every interaction. And if you're listening to this, I invite you today, whatever day it is that you're listening, whether it's the day that it comes out or three months from now to decide for the rest of the day that every single person that you look at, you're going to smile at, you're going to be kind to and know that, you know, we're all just doing our best here. So remember that, please. Thank you. And I hope you all enjoy this week's episode of The Alchemized Life. Miss Nikki Novo, thank you so much for coming on the Alchemized Life podcast. I think I reached out to you kind of like fangirling 
about a month and a half ago, like, oh my God, I have to get you on. So I'm so excited that we're finally doing this. Oh my gosh. Thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure. And it's been so nice getting to know you. So thank you. Yeah, of course. And you know, we had our session right before I left for my trip to Australia. And I just feel like you gave me so much to think about on the like three-week journey that I had by myself. One of the things that really stood out to me from our conversation was, and we can just jump in right here, is talking about timelines, you know, because I think that so many of us have this like really rigid idea of like when things are supposed to happen. So whether it be with dating or our businesses or just like our personal lives, we're so connected and like have this tight grip on timelines. But I really loved how you explained in our session the concept of like free will when it comes to timelines and also just this idea of not really like holding on to timelines. So can we just like jump in right there? Um, I'd love to just like hear how, how that all that information started connecting to you when it comes to free will and timelines and how we can kind of like shift and jump timelines based off of the decisions we make. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so there's a few things I want to say about that. So the first thing is, um, time is not linear. Like we, we tend to think that it's linear. Like I have, you know, I go to college and then I graduate, I get a job and then I get a husband or a partner and like you know, it's like usually we have this like linear idea, um, but time is really more like a web. And linear, wanting it to be linear and wanting to do things like according to this like time, this you know checklist or whatever, um, that's definitely that's more masculine. And especially if like we are having a female experience this lifetime, we're gonna want to rework that to be for it to be um, coming more from a feminine place from the divine feminine. And the divine feminine, actually, the spider is like a representation of the divine feminine because the, the spider creates a web. And the web like is really a representation of like how our life is made and, and like how time really works. If you look at a web, like it's not a straight line. And if you look at like one really closely, like there's like little lines moving, like one little line creates like one long line and then that long line makes like another line. And that's really like how truly time time works, especially um, it, it doesn't always look like that, you know, when, we're, when like as we go through our life. But because I'm doing so many, um, as I'm doing all these readings, like that is something that is very clear to me. Like I can just see that like, oh, I'm like lying, you know, like there's, we do this one thing that then creates like a whole other path and a whole other um, like fate or opportunity for us so it's like you know it's really that concept of sliding doors like we're like Mm. just taking a left turn when you leave your house instead of taking that right turn like can change your day completely which then can change your life completely which is crazy because it makes like now it feels like every little decision is so important um because it's like it really is like every every choice um really gives kind of like a new a new path um i get the question and i feel like the reason i think the reason we were talking about time and free will and all that stuff, I think kind of came about because sometimes we'll get, if you've ever had a reading and, you know, you felt like the reading was very true and maybe the reader told you like, oh, in March, you know, whatever, this and this is going to happen. And then it just didn't end up happening. And that's really like disappointing, especially when you, your intuition felt like, man, like, I, like this felt true. This felt like a good reading. Like, I wonder why that thing hasn't happened yet. Or sometimes we even just feel like something is going to happen at a certain time and then it doesn't. Um, And the reason for that, you know, the reason for that is because 
we have free will at the end of the day. And yes, their fate is more, you kind of want to look at the idea of fate as like a blueprint or an outline. Like it's like almost like the outline of a book. And then, but actually that paragraph of the book is like our free will. So there are certain like, you know, things that yes, like we're supposed to hit this lifetime that we planned for it to happen. But it we decide to live a life where, you know, we're not really living our authentic selves. We're, when we're in a relationship that we know is not right for us, no matter like how strong faith is, like you're, if you're, let's say, in a relationship that's not meant for you, it, like that person that your soulmate, like that, like that soulmate is supposed to come in, like is not going to come in if you are like choosing to not like live in alignment. So it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter if it's fate. It's like, if I'm choosing, if I'm making choices that are against what I would feel true to my soul, to my intuition, to my path, then like a fate is not going to be able to interfere because we have free will. So that's why like we can actually delay things that are like supposed to happen to us. We can actually delay them. We can also move them up. So um, that's why, like, maybe if you, sometimes if you get some sort of reading, and I and I try to stay away from like very, very predictive readings like that, and and like months and all those kind of things. Um, sometimes it's very obvious, and it's like kind of almost set in stone at the, at that point. But a lot of the times, it's like you know, it can be shifted if if the because usually the guys will be like, okay, like these are the steps that like you need to take, and if those steps are taken, then yes, by like summertime, this and this is going to happen. But if that person decides to like not take the guidance and not take the messages, summertime is gonna may not happen for another year. You know, like mm-hmm. that idea of like whatever was supposed to happen. So we really do have and to not make anybody feel like because this can also make us feel like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> like I need to do more. And it's really not about doing more. It's it's really about feeling into being on path. Like, am I on path? You know, like am I and you know you're on path when like you feel like yourself you know and it doesn't mean that you're gonna have all great days but like when you feel like expanded and when you feel excited and like all those feelings are showing that we're on our path because you know that doesn't mean that we're gonna have bad days and that we're not gonna go through hard stuff but it but we you know when we're like not ourselves you know when we feel like we don't like the person that we are showing up as that's a clear indicator that we're not on path yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think one of the things that I just like always hear too and experience myself and I'm sure you're you've experienced this as well is that it's like you're in this like rinse and repeat cycle of a life that doesn't really feel like it's yours and there's right. this like right. there's this this yearning and kind of this like inner knowing or, and I would say your intuition that's saying, you know, there's there's something else, there's something else here but we right. continuously decide to stay in this space of like the known or the comfort because that's like all that we've ever experienced. And I know for me for so long, it was like, it's so much easier for me to just continue working this job that I don't like because I know that the paycheck is steady. It's so much easier for me to continue going out on the weekends to the same nightclub with the same friends, feeling the same hangover every single Saturday Mm -hmm. and Sunday morning um, because it's what I know. And the other part is like really scary. So I'm curious, like within your whole story and your awakening into this work, what was that experience like for you like how how did it all begin yeah thank you that's a that's a good point um before i say that i love like how you were saying that, like that that listen repeat is a perfect example of like not being on path because 
um, really, you have to remember that like our path is, is supposed to growth is constant change. Like, you know, imagine like if a, if a tree is growing, it's not, you know, or like a little child is growing, right? Like they're not going to look the same as they did yesterday. It might be very slight, but like they grew a little bit. Maybe their hair grew or something grew. So when we're in like that rinse and repeat, we are, we are stopping growth. Mm-hmm. And it's like a clear indicator that we're not on our path. We're not moving forward because we are um, stopping growth. So anyways, I thought that was like, that's just for the benefit that even in such a good reminder. Like I love that reminder. Yeah. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I got into my work actually, um, you know, I think a lot of people assume that because I do, you know, I do intuitive work that I must have been like three years old, like, you know, seeing my dead grandmother or, or predicting <laughs> yeah. like somebody's like, you know, cancer. And like, cause I think that's the story for many mediums, at least like maybe some mainstream and popular ones. Um, but that was never the case for me, which I'm, ha- I'm so grateful that that wasn't the case for me because I believe that um, anybody can do what I do. And I, I do believe that um, we all have our own intuition and that's really what my work is about. So I, um, I was, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a Catholic house. Um, my parents are, are Cuban and Catholic and I went to Catholic school and, and going to a psychic um, was, you know, if I was going to a psychic, I would think that like, you know, the big white guy up in the sky was going to like electrocute me. So I really stayed away from, um, from a lot of that. But I did, you know, what ended up happening was that I was, um, you know, I had dated this guy and, I, you know, like any good story starts with like a bad breakup. I was dating this guy and I really thought I was going to, like, I, I was in love with him. I thought we were going to get married and all these kind of things. And um, out of nowhere, you know, of course not out of nowhere, but I, it's funny enough, my intuition had told me that it wasn't going to, like, that it was going to end bad. Uh, but he breaks up with me and that really just kind of caused a bit of a, a crisis in me because I, I, and, and it caused a crisis because what I thought was my, what, like, I thought he was, like, my person and that, like, this was going to be it. And that's kind of what I wanted it to be, which is funny because I do remember specifically think, feeling that it wasn't going to last. And that was my true intuition. Mm-hmm. But because I had wrapped my, like, because I had like told my mind that like this was going to work when that broke apart, um, I actually, there's, there's a bit of a crisis because I thought my intuition was like off at that moment. Like, but I thought this was going to work. Like, how could I have been wrong? So, um, that caused like a crisis in me. And I, um, you know, I feel like, you know, when you go through a bad breakup, you're going to do like one of three things. You're going to like go see a therapist. You're going to go, you know, drink and do drugs. Or you're going to go see a psychic. So I was like, well, I'm going to go see a psychic. <laughs> um, so I went to go, um, I went to go see a psychic and I met this woman. Uh, we had been to like, a, my girlfriends and I were like on a hunt for like a good psychic. We had been to a few like duds that were pretty awful, um, like you know, just like kind of what you're afraid of getting, like when somebody's like ripping you off or tells you something that's not true, or they're just like reading your your facial expressions. Um, but then ultimately, we hit this like one woman who was very talented. Um, she actually predicted my husband like years before I met him, and um, I was fascinated, like fascinated by what she did. She um, channeled angels. And uh, for me, that was, I felt more comfortable because I grew up Catholic and I was like, okay, well, there's like angels in the Bible, you know, like I can, I can, you know, I can deal with that. I can get my mind around that. So I was, um, it felt very safe and it just felt very light. Like it didn't feel like there was anything scary about her or anything like that. 
So, but what was strange was that after the reading, I was interested as to how she did what she did, which I would, to me is always like a clear indicator that the person is like being called to like intuitive work or at least to their own intuition. Because I definitely have clients that like, are like, okay, cool. Thank you. That was amazing. And, but then I have a, a bulk of clients that like, they want to know how I do what I do. And that was me. Like, I was like, wait, maybe like if she can do that. Like, can I do that? Like, that was really the thought. Um, and she was so kind to like share with me uh, different resources. And I really got, I first got into like angels and I learned about, you know, channeling angels. And I did all the things that like it told me to do in the book and it would work. Um, I had a few uh, things that like I didn't want to happen to me. Like I did not want to see any angels. I was like, that sounds like having a monster in my bedroom at night. Like I don't like want to see you guys, but I'm okay with like hearing you and like feeling you. So that, you know, I, I kind of just was playing with it a lot. And then ultimately I um, got really interested into energy work. And at the time I was an editor. Um, I don't know if I told you that, but I was an editor at like, um, you know, Refinery29 and oh, cool. MSN, yeah, NBC, like all these different places. So I was like an editor by day and then like metaphysical nerd like at night. And <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, like I so I had this job where the publication of Disney came out, it's called Daily Candy. And we were allowed to like just find like cool things that were under the radar. And I found this woman who was doing these like really cool energy healings. And this was in two thousand and eight. So um was not accepted like the way that it's accepted now. But I begged my editor and she like gave me the opportunity. And I wrote about this woman and she did this like, um, she basically like changed limiting thoughts like that were stuck in your body and downloaded like new thoughts <laughs> um, energetically. And I thought it was like, it was fascinating. It's, it's, just, um, it's, a, it's called theta healing is the modality. So I was really fascinated by that. Fascinated by that. And she, um, she was, she trained people how to do it. So I took the training, no, no like, no idea like I was climbing up the editorial ladder you know I, I you know I was a great beauty and fashion writer I enjoyed my work like that was where I thought I was going to be forever but I was doing this was more like a hobby and then um as when I started to learn energy is when like it all the gates like all the floodgates started to open and I started to by accident channel their guides. um I, so in, um, which is one of the things that I teach in Soul Leader, I have a program where I teach people how to do what I do. And one of the things that, that I, I really think opened me up was that in that modality, they teach you the, the, the different planes of existence because there's like levels of like energy. For instance, Earth is on the third plane. Mm-hmm. And um, when she taught us about those planes, different planes is where like different energies exist. And like as I was journeying in the planes, like I would just go to the planes where the spirit guides were. And I, there was something that like I just knew how to do it, just because like once I was taught it simply, like just once they introduced it to me, it's like almost like I knew what to do, which is something that I have discovered in my um, in my work and in my teachings as I've mentored other people. I started to realize that this work is really unremembering because we're souls that lived for, you know, many lifetimes. And some of us have been witches. Some of us were priests. Some of us were, you know, all sorts of things. And that doesn't mean that just because we were that, we're going to, you know, do whatever um, this kind of like, you know, energy work or anything like that this lifetime. 
but we even as women, like we've come through times that we were, you know, in tribes and we would do like, you know, women's circles and this intuitive work. It's like, it's not our first rodeo basically. So sometimes when we're taught like simply like something like energy or meat or, you know, or meditating, like things start opening up because we remember we're like, Oh, I've done this before. And that really was my experience um, in this work. So I wasn't, the child channeling or anything like that. But once I was introduced to the work, I almost felt like, I think I know what to do here. Like I understood it very well, which there's other things in our lives that like maybe you picked up piano at the age of 10 and you just like knew what to do with the piano. You know, like there's, there's definitely things in our lives that have been brought over from other lifetimes. So it's almost just easier to pick it up. And that was my experience when it came to this kind of work. So, you know, I just went down the rabbit hole, let like, I begged people to like, let me guinea pig on them. Um, and like, let me like channel for them. <laughs> There's not with like channeling my own spirit guide and just like really getting, really developing a relationship with, with my guide. And then I realized that my spirit guide was actually here to help me do readings. And it was so funny. I had this deck of cards and I knew that I wanted to like transition out of media, but I didn't know how to do it. I, I wanted to do like more self-help writing at that point. And I would have these deck of cards and I would pull cards to see if I can get some guidance. And like this one card would keep coming up and it would say mediumship. And I'm like, F you. Like, I am not about to like become a psychic <laughs> and start doing readings. Like, absolutely not. And it would just like always come up. And I just like did not want to see it because I mean, I didn't want it. Like, I didn't want to do this work. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, um, I didn't like, gosh, like I, I, it was so hard for me to like leave. Um, this identity of, you know, being this editor and being the daughter of like, you know, two Cuban Catholics going somebody, it was, it was a hard transition for me, you know, and at the time it wasn't as accepted as it was, as it is now, but I, I was just called to the work like little by little. So the more that I, the more I did it and practiced on people, the, you know, the more that I like was obsessed and like just wanted to do it. And then what ended up happening was that I had a blog during this whole time and it was like more of like a self-help blog. And I started teaching like just general like self-help, you know, because I had studied hypnosis and I studied a lot of like meditation and mindset. So I, I didn't, I wasn't like even speaking about like metaphysics. I wasn't talking about guides or anything like that or energy, but I would, I started to attract students, like people who wanted, who would want to like see me teach or wanted to do one-on-ones with me. And when they would come and do one-on-ones with me, I would channel and I would read their energy. And it was very confusing to the client because they were just coming thinking that they were going to get some like tips and like, you know, some mindset tips and things like that. And all of a sudden I was like channeling things for them. And that, when that started happening, I started realizing that like I had to come out, you know, like I couldn't like lie to people about what I was doing. So, um, that was coming out of the spiritual closet was definitely like a tricky thing for me, but it ultimately like just felt like I couldn't live another way, you know? Um, so then, yeah, then I, I made like that full transition. Um, by this time I had just married my husband. Um, I was at my last full-time job with refinery 29 and I just realized like, it's time, you know, like I had to do it and I switched over, um, started, um, helping my husband run his business so that I can like side hustle on the side. And like really, you know, just figure out how I was going to make a living doing this weird thing that was like coming through to me. Um, and then, um, you know, I just I got really good at the readings. Uh, I developed like my own system, 
I love, like, I love, like, my work. And, um, and I just, people just kept coming and, and really, my, I'm so grateful that I am supported because I was scared to do what I, what I was being called to do, but I've been so supported during the time. And now it's like, feels like another lifetime that I was that girl. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, what's so interesting is that, I feel like you felt resistance and you felt the fear, but you like moved through it anyway. So I'm curious, like, was it just the consistent feeling of being supported and of like these just like undeniable signs that were coming up from every step along the way that had you continue to take one step in front of the other or one foot in front of the other? Because um, I think that a lot of a lot of us do have those signs come up and we ignore them. Or like I said, you know, we we fear stepping into the unknown or leaving behind like what the, what has been so comfortable, you know, and what's cushy because, you know, an editorial job is nice and cushy, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. not, that it's not that it's, it's not that it's easy work, but it is consistent and letting go of, of something that feels so comfortable and so societally yeah. acceptable is scary. So how, what was that process like for you? Yeah, I mean, I would love to say that it was one foot in front of the other, and it was not. It was those circles that we were talking about earlier. It was <laughs> in a lot of circles. I like went through a lot of circles, and I drove myself like insane with like you know getting to the practical stuff. Like, what's my branding? What do I call myself? Like, who am I? What am I? What do I offer? Like, I mean, that went on for years. I mean, I think that that went on for like two or three years. It was it was very it was like insanity, you know, like what I was doing to myself. One thing that, that was helpful was I, I like, I, I unfortunately respond to like pain. So like, I, I tend to see that like, I'll take steps when my back is up against the wall, when like something hurts. So like, for instance, that refinery 29 job was obviously like, just a like really exciting opportunity. And I was so grateful for it. But it was a hard job. And um, I was building like somebody, you know, because I was doing the Miami edition at the time. And I was like building that brand. And it was like painful to be building somebody else's brand and knowing that I wanted to build my own. Mm-hmm. So I like that pain actually is like what woke me up and made me take that first step to be like, okay, like I'm going to leave this job. Now, one thing that I did was um, I, I didn't have like the finances to make that leap um, because I wasn't really making money in that second, you know, the second, the side hustle. Um, I was making like, you know, here and there money, but nothing that could sustain me. So I knew that, like, I knew that I needed like a day job basically, but something that wouldn't drain my creativity or wouldn't drain like that part of me. And my husband wanted to grow his business. And like, I, I have no idea why, but I just thought I could do it. Um, and I thought that we could like make money. We actually got married and we like, I, I honestly think we had like $3,000 like joined together. And I left my job and just put like all my energy into building his business. I really, um, I just saw that like he had, a, he had um, he's an arborist and he had a service-based business. And I was like, this is easy. Like just got to market it and like get you some jobs, you know, like just get you some jobs and we'll be okay. And um, that was, like I, I always I feel that that was very helpful to like have some like a very logical job. Like it wasn't pulling any, you know, it was not pulling any creativity from me. So I, I still had time to do like the thing that I wanted to. So that was like helpful. And then um, you know, there was a lot of circling, like a lot of not 
being honest about who I really was. There was a lot of that. And, you know, one thing that really kept me in that circle for a long time was not seeking help Um, and like real help. You know what I mean? Like, I think that I was like, oh yeah, like talking to this friend or talking to this girl. And instead of just like getting myself like a good teacher or a good coach and like that didn't come for a while. Like I had to like kind of mature into that. And those, like, I can look at specific moments where I like really moved ahead and it always comes with like when I hired somebody, whether it was like an assistant or um or a teacher or a coach. And like that's when I saw myself go into a direct line. But when I was off on my own, I would go into circles. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I remember for so long in my business, I was like, well, you know what? I worked at startups. I was a jack of all trades. I can figure this out on my totally. own. And, yes. you know, I took steps forward, but I also took like three steps for or three steps backward in the meantime, too. And yes. so I totally can resonate with that. And I love kind of going back to what you said at the beginning. It's like when we are in that rinse and repeat cycle, we're not growing anymore. And like that, I love the mm-hmm. the um, visualization of like a child growing and like they look different every single day. They sound different. Yeah. They have different likes and dislikes. And the same exact thing is like with your with your business as well. And, you know, I experienced on my trip about like halfway through the trip, I was like, holy shit, what I'm doing is not enough anymore. Like I need to connect right. even deeper to like the things that I'm most passionate about that make me feel most purposeful and, and have that be integrated into my business. I can't compart- compartmentalize a part of me anymore and just be this like one-sided business coach. Like it needs to be more than that. And so, um, you know, with your new program coming out, really honing in on empowering others to use their intuition to learn how to channel, learn how to tap into the Akashic Records. I know initially, like you are the author of the book, The Final Swipe. Your podcast is The Final Swipe. I would love to hear first how you landed specifically on like intuitive dating and how it's really progressed into this more like overarching embodied leadership, really. And I just wanted to mention something off of what you said in case it's helpful um, if you have a lot of um, business owners. But one of the things that I didn't understand about growth for a long time, like speaking about this journey about like where, how I got to where I am, was I, whenever I saw growth, which is kind of what you explained, you're like, I went on the trip, you know, I realized that like I needed to go deeper. I would see that often. And what I would do is I would look at that and I would say like, oh my gosh, I've been doing it wrong all along. And yeah. sort of just understanding that I was just growing. And I, that feeling of like that I was doing it wrong is one of the things that would keep me in these like cycles because I, I thought that there was like a wrong and a right way to do things rather than that there's just like a forward way and a growth way to do things. That like, of course, like that just because you know you need to go somewhere doesn't mean that everything you did in the past was wrong. On the contrary, it's like it's what brought you to where you are. And that was something like, because I was looking at black and white, masculine, like linear, like right and wrong. I didn't understand that like it was growth. I, I thought, you know, so I, I don't know if Pete, I'm sure some of your um, listeners may feel that, but that's like just in general in life, like just because you're feeling pulled into another area, doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. It just means that like, it's the next stage, you know, it's, yeah. like, it's time for the growth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I resonate with that so much because initially I was feeling that way and I had to check in with yeah. my coach and be like, oh my God, like I've just wasted all of this time. And she's like, yeah, no, no, no. you're just becoming more of who you've always 
been meant to bloom into. Exactly. And this is something to be celebrated. And you're absolutely right. This is, and it's not just in business, it's in every single area of our life that we yeah. can feel this like sense of being wrong or wasting time. Um, you know, I think especially in relationships too, you know, if, if the relationship doesn't end well or if we feel like we've invested so much into it and it doesn't work out, right. we can feel like it's but a waste like, of time. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Exactly. And so. not the case. It's like, okay, it's like it's the next it's the next step. And it's it really just comes from us being so like attached to like what we have and not and not realizing that like we are constantly changing, like our, you know, like every minute everything, nature is constantly evolving. Um and we we as humans think that like we can keep things the same, you know, and, and we don't understand that like that's natural. It's natural to grow out of things and it, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's a good thing. Um, that's why, like, actually, when I was so after that breakup, I, um, you know, dated a lot, and and that's really where my work comes from. Because after that breakup, like, so funny enough, that boyfriend that broke up with me, he had started a blog for me because he was like, oh, you know, you're a fashion and beauty writer, but I know you have like other interests. Like, maybe you should start a blog and like blog and like write about the things that you love. And this was in 2008. Um, and that was very helpful for me. And then like two weeks later, he breaks up with me. So I'm like, that's his blog. And I'm like, <laughs> what am I, you know, what am I going to do with this thing? Like I, you know, kind of felt like somebody left me with like the dog in the relationship and I never even liked the dog. And I was like, wow, like, what am I going to do with this? And I thought, you know, what? I'm going to go on a bunch of dates, you know, like Carrie Bradshaw style and I'm going to write about him. And like, maybe he'll, you know, think twice about what he did. Like he'll miss me because he'll see how much I'm like, how you know, how much I'm going out and living my life. Um, so that was like I, my I big master. <laughs> <laughs> it was like my big master plan was like just to get back to my ex-boyfriend. But what ended up happening was I started to really learn about myself, like through the dating process. Like I, I found it to be one of, I was already on that spiritual process. Like I was already kind of, you know, waking up to that um, a little bit. Because even though like that psychic was really like a big turning point, but even before that, I used to live in LA and I just like, there was a lot of things that were like, you know, I, I learned a lot about different religions. Like there was a lot of things that brought me during this, down this path. But I like, I was always seeking more knowledge spiritually. And what's funny is that that, that process of dating and like finding my, my worth and like, you know, bringing somebody in and, you know, kind of all the things was like the biggest teacher for me. And that's when I realized that dating is actually like a very sacred time in in anybody's life, you know, a woman or a man's life. Um, it, is a, it is very much a spiritual process and a spiritual awakening, I feel like. And we, and unfortunately, you know, like the society doesn't look at it. On, on the contrary, if you're dating, it's like there's something wrong with you. You know, if you're, you know, if you're single, there's something wrong with you. And like all these kind of awful things rather than realizing that, it's actually a very important time and it's a beautiful time and there's so much growth during that time. And I am like, I just, I'm like big on metaphors and I just saw there's so many metaphors in dating um, that I just was like, Oh, there's something here. And I just really got into it. So that blog really always about dating. And I, I wrote a lot about dating. So I knew that as I started getting deeper into spiritual work, I just knew that, if I could teach like through dating that I could probably get through to more people because spirituality is something that unless you're like in a crisis, you're not really going to pick it up. It's like, it's kind of, you know, some, now that it's a little bit more, you know, out there, but a lot of people like, you know, don't think about their spirituality unless they need it. 
So um, I thought that like if I talk about dating, which is really like a pain point for so many people, um, I can teach spirituality through the process of dating. And I thought I could like, you know, kill two birds with one stone, like really support people in the dating process because it could be when it's not working, it's hard. Um, but then also do the work of like teaching people about their spirituality, like how to, you know, um, how to tap into their own intuition, all those kind of things um, through something that they really want and, you know, being able to teach them where they're at. So that's really, that's how I moved into, that's how I niched into dating. I, I obviously like do, um, especially in the readings. I mean, I have a little bit of everything, like people come for all different reasons, but um, that's really the dating work is one of the things that, that really pushed me, pushed my work over, over an edge. And that's how, that's where the final slide came from. Interesting. So, you know, what's, what I think, what came up to mind is that so many people look at being single as a crisis. And, Mm -hmm. and so I think that the connection of so many people don't find their spiritual practices until, you know, they hit rock bottom or they're in their dark night of the soul, or they are in that crisis. Mm -hmm. It's like like, dating is this really beautiful entry space for spirituality to come in because you really do have this opportunity to use your intuition. And gosh, like I just think about like if I was single now and I and and now that I have like my tool of intuition and I've really like allowed myself to lean into this gift that I have, just like how different the experience would be based off of when I was 22 years old and like such a shithead and (laughs) um, was totally just dating from from my ego. And so I'm so curious how you see, since you've been doing this for a while now, like how you see the different like landscape of dating now that so many of us are starting to wake up to our intuition and you're really empowering your clients to use their intuition in dating. Like what does that look like? Yeah. um, No, I mean, it's perfect what you said. Like I, I was actually a really good dater because I had already developed my intuition. So, I mean, I like, I was like, you know, you use your intuition, like you, you, you'll get people at, like eating out of your hands. <laughs> like, yeah. point. like you become so magnetic. So it's like, you just gotta like, you just gotta get to that quick. Um, but I, but so yeah, like now I think people, you know, want to be, want to use their intuition more because they understand that like they can be self-sufficient at that point. Like if they can just be able to see the red flags and, and, you know, and see what's right for them and all those kind of things, then like, dating would be much easier. So there's a, I, I mean, I have like a, I have a process. I could teach a bit of a, of a method, which is actually in the um, membership program called the intuitive dating method that I, that I teach. But we're basically like, you know, the first thing that I really, you know, one of the first things that I start off with is like, okay, well, like, what do you want? You know, and not everybody's like at that stage yet, but intuition works best when there's a North star. So like intuition, because this is where things get tricky. Like there's intuition and there's things that like, Oh, I'm being guided, you know, like I'm being guided to this place. I'm supposed to go this way, blah, blah, blah. And that works only when there's some sort of place that you're trying to go to and you're clear about where you're going to. If you're not clear about where you're going to, then what ends up happening is then you become like a victim to law of attraction. So that means Mm. that, Oh, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, this uh you know idea and then like all of a sudden it shows up in my my inbox oh my gosh like must be a sign and it's like is that a sign or is that did you attract that like did you bring that into your life and that's where things get like tricky so intuition like will only 
serve you when you have an idea of like where you're headed, like what, you know, what your vision is, where, where you're going. Um, if not, it's just like, oh, you started, you're starting to attract things into your life. So I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's, so that's, that I start off with like teaching people to, to develop that North star. And that North star is like, what, you know, what kind of relationship do I want to be in? Like, what, what do I want from a partner? And it's not that like perfect man checklist or perfect woman checklist. It's, it's about how do I want to feel? Because mm. if we don't come from like the inside and we don't start, and this can be used for anything. It doesn't have to be just dating. Um, but if we don't come from a place of like, you know, what I want to feel, then we're working off the exterior and there's nothing wrong with wanting exterior things, right? Like for me, one of the things that I wanted in relationship was I'm, I'm not super tall, but I like at the time I was Miami girl and we were a lot of heels. And I would wear these like <laughs> giant heels and I like wanted a guy who was taller than me, like with my heels, which funny, I have not worn, worn a pair of like heels in probably like five years, but like that at the time, you know, like that's what I wanted. And that was like an exterior thing that I wanted. And I had done that perfect checklist that like people have told you about. And it was like, actually what it was bringing to me was a lot of the stuff on the surface, but I was getting like really like messed up or like strange things on the inside. Like I got this, you know, one guy who like had all the things, right? Like perfect on paper is what people would typically say. But, you know, um, poor guy, like he was, you know, recovering from um, some sort of addiction. He came from like his family, you know, he wasn't talking to any of his family members. Um, He was in like all this debt and all these kind of things. And beautiful person, but like that was just something that, like that was, that was a, like something I did, that was a healing uh, like some sort of healing that like I didn't want to go through. Like I didn't, I didn't want to go through that with him. And I was like, well, but I knew I attracted that. So I'm like, well, this is not working. Like my gosh, this can keep happening. I can start attracting all this outside stuff, the tall, you know, the nice car, the whatever, whatever. But if the insides are messed up, like I'm never going to find, you know, a person. So I started to understand, like as I started to learn, you know, really a lot of my work is like a lot of, the information I was pulling from the spirit guides, like from my meditation. And I started to understand that in order to like bring like a foolproof way to attract is to come from your feelings. Because mm. let's say when I, for instance, like I knew I wanted to, you know, a tall person. And really, if I asked myself, well, why do you want a tall person? It was because I wanted to feel feminine. I wanted to feel sexy and I wanted to feel secure. Mm-hmm. Um, I had dated a guy once who was like, about my size and um, was skinny and I and this is probably CMI, but we were um, sleeping together and like the next morning I see like his jeans on the floor and I'm like, pretty sure those jeans would not fit me. I'm pretty sure my ass is too big for those jeans. And like that doesn't make me that doesn't make me feel sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's totally. nothing to do with like it like it, that's just like that is that's what I'm feeling, right? But I think that a tall guy who maybe is like a mama's boy and doesn't make me feel protected or does, or, or, you know, make like, like all these other women and doesn't make me feel sexy. Yeah. So it's not because he's tall. It's really, um, it's, it's an indicator to what I want to feel. Mm, so yes. that's, that's the first step that we go through in the process is like really teaching people how to come to a place of feeling and what they want to feel so that they have this North star. Once you have that North star, then your intuition wants to get you there like your intuition the guys all of that stuff they want to get you there 
So they are going to, you're going to start to see the different, um, the, like it's kind of, the way that I described it is like, imagine you're on a yellow brick road and you can see the castle. Like you can see like where you're, you know, like, okay, this is where I'm getting to, whatever that may be, the, the business, the money, the, you know, the, the relationship. But for some reason, like there's no bricks, like from where you are all the way to the castle, it's like empty. It's like just grass. And what your intuition is trying to do is trying to give you one brick by brick. It's not going to give you, and that's where people get screwy with intuition. They think that they're supposed to go on a first date. And, you know, we think we're supposed to go on a first date and be able to tell if that person is for me or not for me. And that is not how intuition works. I would say like your intuition is not a magic eight ball that is just going to say yes or no. It's really, your intuition is showing, is guiding you. It's showing you steps. So it's going to give you like one brick by brick to get you to, you know, the end of the yellow brick road. Um, so, but like, if you don't have that, you know, castle in mind, like wherever you're trying to head, then it's intuition. It's hard to, to harness the intuition. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I love the way that you put it and I've never really thought about it like that. And that fully just clicks for me. I'm like, ah, okay. That's why it's so much easier when I have like a very, very clear idea of what I want, how I want it to feel and like the energy behind what it is that I'm calling in, whether it's in a relationship or in my business or in friendships. Um, Whereas if I'm just like, yeah, you know, I want to like make X amount of money or, you know, I want to date this kind of guy. It's like, the, the law of attraction is just going to bring you that, but it is going to be a little screwy. Right. And um, I have never really thought about it that way. And I think that that's such a great yeah. way to like start because it's, it is what I've found, you know, and what I teach with my clients is that we do need to just get to the bottom line or like, what are those, what are the end goals? Like, what are the end emotions that you want to feel from whatever area of life right. we're focusing on? Because ultimately it can come to you in so many different iterations and so many different ways that you totally. may not even know you're capable of bringing into your life. And if we stay so limited on this like more surface level, not necessarily materialistic, but more just like more fleshy it's version. Limiting. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it is limiting. And okay. so I think that that's it a beautiful place to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we start from there and then we like move our way down into... Like, okay, what are the feelings? Then, of course, we have to look at, like, do, do we believe in these feelings? Do we believe they're possible? Do, you know, is there anything that's limiting us from, from you know, bringing that in? That's, that's looking at our blocks. So I, I um, and that's something that I do a lot in my readings is I'm, I'm, I'm energetically, like, looking at people's blocks. And once we remove those blocks, we, you know, because really what keeps us from, like, the thing that we want are these blocks. And these blocks are like little, you know, they're thought props, they're like um, thought consciousness that we pick up, they're energies that we like absorb, all that kind of stuff. And we, that's the next step. Like I teach that in, in the program, like really, re- because if you're blocked, it's hard to see your intuition. Like it's hard to, to understand your intuition. So we like move the blocks out. After we move the blocks, then we become an energy we align energetically. So there's like certain things that we're like, okay, like, okay, cool. Like I know what I want. I'm free of like these blocks. Now, like, how do I like align? Like, how do I become that? And then we move into like actually the the dating process, like really dating from a place of the divine feminine, dating from a place of flow, dating from a place like making it happen, but not feeling like we have to make it happen. Like mm-hmm. receiving it rather than like going after it. Mm, yes, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I love 
the just the word receiving, like receiving the process of it versus trying to force anything to happen or force anyone to be the yeah. one. And so totally. I know that so many of the people that listen to this podcast are very much aware of what their blocks are, are super into wanting to learn how to channel or develop their intuition. And mm-hmm. your your upcoming program, Soul Leaders, like I want to hear all about it because I feel like I want to join this. Um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just curious, like, because obviously a part of connecting to your guides, a part of channeling, a part of like tuning into your intuition is being able to receive the guidance to work through those blocks or to just receive guidance yeah. on how to take action, whether it is like, do I send this, do I send this text or, um, right. or do, do I decide to launch my website or whatever it might be in any area of your life? Right. I'm so curious, like how that, how that process works. Yeah. So that was like totally the beginning of my business was like sitting down with my spirit guide, like, okay, spirit guide, <laughs> tell me. And I found it like just very helpful. And to this day, it's still very helpful for me. Um, so that I was like, there's a few things that you can do to activate your intuition or activate like your clairvoyance, like that kind of, you know, just that, that those senses. One of the things that, or some of the cool stuff about like being able to channel is let's say channeling a spirit guide, which a spirit guide, I guess we should start off with like, what is a spirit guide? A spirit guide is not like your, your mother, who your grandmother who passed or um, it wasn't like a deceased loved one. A spirit guide is an, an energetic being. So, you know, what we are without our body that is highly evolved and that will not like reincarnate because they, they're almost like kind of want to look at them as like your coaches um, they have, you might've lived a past life with them. Like you might've lived with them before, but they're not going to come back into the earth because they've completed like their ascension process. And now like their work is like to take, take care of those of us who are trying to come this lifetime and, and evolve and reach all those like spiritual um, goals. And so like we come into this lifetime, like having a plan, like, okay, these are the things I want to learn. You know, this, is this lifetime, I want to learn like trust. I want to learn like whatever it is that we're here to learn. And our guides, um, sometimes it's like, I want to learn to do, you know, to be wealthy, like to create, to be like extremely abundant. You know, we all have these like different, these different plans for ourselves. And the, your guide like wants you, like their job is to make sure you evolve into like your full, you know, that, that full potential. So they want to support you and they have a lot of information. So typically if you're getting a reading, um, most people are channeling spirit guides because your spirit guide is going to have the most amount of information on you and your path and like where, you know, what's right for you and what's wrong for you. So they're very helpful. Where like if you would channel, um, like a, you'd say like your grandmother passed, your grandmother, um, for all, you know, first of all, like for all we know, like you could be an older soul than your grandmother. Just because your grandmother was obviously older than you in human years, it doesn't mean that necessarily her, her soul is going to be older than you. So, you know, her information is still going to be limited. Um, but they like past loved ones are amazing for like support. They send us a lot of energy, a lot of love. They can do like what I call like they're like doing service hours, <laughs> what I call up there. So like they love to like help. You know, like if they're you know if you're trying to find like a relationship, like you can ask for support in that way, and they'll like you know they'll support you by like setting you up and like doing little things like that. But they're not necessarily like going to be the best with like giving you a lot of they'll give you support more than they're gonna give you guidance, I guess. So that those are separate from the spirit guides, and this is a question I get often. But connecting with your spirit guide is a process like you, you know, you sit in meditation, 
you go to like a certain, like it's usually like a shamanic process that you close your eyes, you go to like a meditative state where you're in a place of nature, the guide comes to you, you get to know your guide. Like your spirit guide is just like any other relationship, you have to develop it. So the more you develop it, the more you're going to understand your guide. Um, Because they all have different personalities and we have to get to know them. And I, I, I spent like a whole year getting to know like my first, guide we have several of them and they'll come during different times um but it took me like because you know i was learning i was like diy learning like i was just sitting in meditation and trying to trying to learn and my guide was was you know helping me along the way but i mean i didn't know what the hell i was doing i didn't know what was happening and but now it's like now that i can teach it it's much faster but you know you meet your guide and then you just start you just start to learn to communicate with the guide um it this is it is all happening in your third eye so it's like your eyes are closed and you're seeing this like almost like you were seeing in, like if you were seeing a dream some people are, are not as visual so sometimes the visuals is a little hard so they um you, you can pay attention to your other senses like if you feel something if you hear something um if you know something like if it's like you feel like you know something those are also different types of senses but when we're channeling being able to see is very helpful and that is something that you can develop that was not the strongest um sense for me i was always very good at hearing and knowing but i i had to develop my sense of seeing so mm-hmm. i think that is that's important to know so spirit guides are great resources and then you can move into like things like reading energy, which is just like reading the chakras on, on a person's body. And that also just requires um, the third eye, you know, and some meditations and practice. Um, there's like cool things like Akashic Records, which is basically a place that you would journey to in meditation. And journey means like, and you might, and there's types of listening that like have probably journeyed before, like maybe in a dream, if you ever feel like you're flying um, or you've done a meditation and you feel like you went somewhere, that's what we would call like a shamanic pro- practice. We would call that journeying. So many of you have probably already journeyed, but um, you can ultimately like as you, you start to like get to know your guide and all that stuff, you can journey into um, the spirit world or you can journey into the underworld. And the underworld is just like very mystical. It looks like Avatar. It's not hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's like a lot of cool information there too. And there's just like a lot of cool things that you can do once, um, you know, once you go step by step and there's a lot of information for you, that world, the spirit world and the spirit guide world is all about metaphors. So definitely like that's like learning to communicate through metaphors, which means that if I'm trying to get an answer, you know, they're not going to tell me yes or no, they're going to show me an apple. And like, it's up to me to translate what apple means. And it's like, oh yes, I should be teaching you know, blah, 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 because an apple reminds me of a teacher. And that's mm. like the metaphor, like that's the yeah. symbolism. So they're very big into metaphors and symbolism. And that's the language that like, that we may not be using currently um, on on earth. But ultimately, like, you'll learn that like that. And that's why dreams are, you have to interpret dreams. Because yeah. that's the same way um, the spirit world and guides work. It's like we have to interpret that we have to know the metaphors we have to know the, the symbolism 
Huh. That's so interesting. Yeah. So, well, info. <laughs> yeah, no. So like, I always felt like I was really bad with metaphors and analogies. And recently mm-hmm. I feel like it has just flowed so much more effortlessly yes. for me. And, um, yeah. one of the, one of the things that came up for me when I like first really, really tapped into this was a whale's tail. And then everywhere mm-hmm. that I was driving around in Australia, like 20 minutes after I saw it in my meditation, I got on I got on my uh, drive for my road trip and there was a giant sticker of a whale's tail on the car right mm. in front of me. Oh, and yeah, and like that and the and then the town that I stayed in, there was a big statue of a whale's tail. And I was just like, wow, like I don't know exactly what this means yet, but it's really cool yeah. to just see this mirrored in my external reality too. Totally. And so I love that you are teaching this work and empowering others to dive into this on their own because I know that like for me and like I'm sure for yourself too with like the DIY thing, it can be a little, you know, frustrating and challenging at times to have to do this journey alone. And so can you just share like <laughs> And maybe just like a quick little elevator pitch of of what your program looks like because I'm super curious and intrigued oh. by it. Yeah, so Soul Leader is um, it's a six module course. It's online, and you get one lesson like in every module. Like one of them is you know meet your spirit guide. The other one is read energy. Um, uh, how to do energetic healing. Uh, Akashic records. I forget what the other one is. There's one more, but. Anyways, so we're like learning a different technique every module and I've been teaching it like, you know, on the, on the video, but also you get the guided meditations to be able to go there with me. So I guide you to like meet your spirit guide. Um, and it's, you know, energy is energy. So the reason that that works is because like, for instance, I do all my readings over the phone. I don't see, I don't even see a picture of the person most of the time. So, and, but I'm able to still read a person's um, energy and that's the same way like this work works like even though i'm obviously like not physically there doing the guided meditation with you but like i went there with you when i recorded it <laughs> so like i'm there with you like I, I even felt everybody like while i was doing the recordings i was like oh my gosh look at all these guys and all these things that are coming up um so it's really cool how like that works and like how those um journeys work so i i teach but i also want you to experience it so we do experience it together so you do like the learning on your own. And then we have um, a supportive community through Facebook. You join the Facebook community and um, I'm supporting you here. So, because you're going to have questions. It's going to be natural to like be like, am I making this shit up? You know, like, because um, that's going to come up. So I answer questions. I don't know if we're going to do once or twice a month, this one, but like I'm answering people's questions throughout the time, like really just supporting. And then, you know, a lot of the people in the group have been working with me longer. So they also are able to like support and answer questions as well. So we're just like all co-learning and practicing on each other. And that's my first level. And then I have a second level, which is doing it in person with me where we do um, like a three-day retreat. And like, like my, I'm getting my hands on with you. Um, but the first, this like first one, Soul Leader, which is don't, Quote me because it's not officially out, but I believe it's one ninety seven is what the what the price is going to be. Um, it comes out in April, so um, we're still kind of just 
defining that. Um, but then, yeah, like, and it's just like, it's self-learning, but at the same time with a supportive community. So I'm Amazing. really excited about it. I love it. I'm so excited yeah. about it too. Cool. Well, we're yeah. definitely going to add a link in the it show is. notes for everyone to find your website, find your podcast and your Instagram. But just for those of um, you that are listening right now, can you share where everyone can find you and how we can just hit follow? So once that course is released, we can all go and buy it and just be psychic yeah. as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's no, I mean, it's, it's every, like, everybody, it's amazing. Like, when I teach it to people, I get so excited because I'm like, oh my God, like, they did it. Like, that's great. <laughs> so it's really awesome. So, well, I'm going to give you two resources. So, I have a free guided meditation that helps that starts that meeting the spirit guide process. And that's totally free. Like, you just, you just put in your email address. It's at nikkinovo.com backslash spirit. And then if you're interested in more of how I teach intuitive eating, we also have a free date, um, which is a heart chakra meditation where we're really working on opening the heart. It's, it's a healing process. It's, like a, it's a guided meditation, but it is, an, it is an energetic healing. And that one's at nikinovo.com backslash heart. So those are freebies if anybody's interested. And then um, I'm you know really active on Instagram, which is just my name, Nikki Novo. So N-I-K-K-I-N-O-V-O. And that's my website. That's, I'm on all the socials with that name. Amazing. Well, Nikki, thank you so much for joining me. I've loved this conversation so much. And I'm just so grateful for you for coming on and sharing your time and your energy. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's like such a pleasure. I can like feel the love from your group. So thank you so much. Aww. 